Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Hey. hey, everybody, welcome into the Hank Haney Podcast. On this Sunday, it's Minnesota Tim Poroshka bringing you a best of presentation of the best clips from the previous week. This opening clip comes from Tuesday's episode where Hank. And I, we reacted to the breaking news this week that Fox was giving up the U.S. Open. They were ending their contract with the USGA and NBC was stepping in. You can go to Tuesday's podcast and hear that entire episode. Minnesota Tim, the big news that came down on Sunday night, besides Dustin Johnson winning the Travelers Championship, was that... Uh, NBC had acquired the rights to all the USGA televised events from Fox. That was a, a short uh, short stay for Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They got the deal in 2015, and now we're in 2020. And the US, I mean, that's four years, 2015 to 2019. 12-year deal they signed. They're just getting their feet underneath them. I mean, the first couple of years, understandably, they struggled a little bit with uh, their telecasts. Or, you know, people were highly critical of the announcers. But then in the last 
year at least. I mean, I, I think they really got it together. Of course, I'm a I'm a big Joe Buck fan, so I, I know you know people didn't necessarily enjoy him doing the golf, but I did, and he's a, a good player and. Uh, you know, I think he's the the best at uh, you know football and baseball. So anyway, I I, I thought I, I thought he was okay. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that part. I, I mean, I enjoyed the tie. I enjoy Curtis Strange. I uh, I, I like Steve Flesh. I mean, I, I I think they they had a a pretty good crew, pretty good th- thing going. But obviously, it did not work financially for them, and it certainly didn't work with the situation that we're in right now with the COVID nineteen. The U.S. Open is now moved this year to uh, September, which conflicts with obviously Fox's big uh, deal, which is the NFL. And who knows where all that's going to be? I mean, you know, who knows if the NFL is even going to be playing then? But it it uh, it wasn't a good thing for Fox, I guess. They, there had been rumors that they were going to put it on Fox Sports One, the U.S. Open, and of course the USJ was going to have none of that. Uh, but you know what else they're going to do? They got football, they've got golf, they, you know, and, and this kind of gave them an opportunity, I guess, to look for an out. Is that you know because obviously they wouldn't they wouldn't have done this out if they had been doing great financially. I mean, they they paid a lot for this uh, broadcast rights from the USGA, and really it's for one tournament, it's the U.S. Open. The rest of the stuff they make them carry. Uh, the you know uh, U.S. amateur, uh, the the women's you know U.S. amateur, the the match play or the the uh, what do you call it the uh, two man team, the senior open maybe they maybe they can can at least break even on that maybe make a little bit of money I don't know uh, women's U.S. open maybe they can make a little money on that I don't know. Yeah, but but the, anyway, they got to carry all these tournaments, a lot of expense, and obviously they paid a lot for it, and it wasn't working out financially. I mean, I think that's the takeaway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what the takeaway is, Hank. So, I mean, they signed a 12-year deal, like I mentioned, and it was worth up to $1 billion. Now, <laughs> I have no idea how that compares to the Masters and CBS deal or NBC and their deals. But I mean, a billion dollars to just broadcast USGA events, that sure sounds like a lot. Well, I mean, I don't know how it compares to the Masters either, but the Masters, you're talking about one tournament that's the the highest rated tournament and you're guaranteed to know what you've got. With the USGA, they bundle in all these other tournaments to, to give themselves publicity and rightfully so. Why wouldn't they? So they put put all these tournaments into the bundle and none of them you want. I mean, you don't want a you know two man uh, match play or uh, uh, team competition, four ball, whatever they call it. Uh, you know what else they got? Mid amateur. What, what's that going to do for you? I mean, nobody knows a mid amateur. Uh, anybody any good has, has turned pro, anyways. Uh, the the mid amateurs and you know to a certain extent that the U.S. amateur, U.S. amateurs, college kids, they're getting ready to turn pro. The the mid amateur is guys that used to be pro got their amateur status back by sitting out a couple of years after uh, trying to be a pro didn't work out so they sit out I mean nobody cares about watching those guys so it's a lot of uh, events that you have to uh, carry for the USGA contract and and none of them you really want except for U.S. Open men's and women's U.S. Open those are those are the two things that you want maybe see maybe men's senior so you got three events you want you got a bunch of other ones you don't want. And I, I mean, I may, trying to make those numbers work, people really couldn't believe 
that they got that much money, but now they're uh, they're, they're backing out. And it's it's what's interesting to me is there's there's all these contracts. Okay, now I've I've noticed this when you know I've dealt in my small world and in, in the you know sports world and golf entertainment and so on and so forth that like you have a contract and they're always quick to like enforce the contract like against you but the contract never works for you like like it never works in your favor like it it just never it never does i mean so i'll give you an example i mean it's like it's like you know when we had the we've got the covid deal the pandemic and you know we've talked about this before how adidas had sent out a a letter to their, you know, their endorsers and said, you're not getting paid for the second or third quarter. And I'm like, hey, you know, now I'm not one of those guys, but we, we, we know that, that this happened and I'm sure they're not the only company that did it. And then, you know, you look and you think, well, I mean, I thought we had a contract, but they said, well, we're not paying. We don't have the money. We're not paying. Say, you know, the same thing's kind of going down, don't you think? With uh, did you see the deal with Under Armour and the and the, uh, UCLA uh, their sports program? Did you see that deal? No, I haven't heard about that. Okay, so so USGA or uh, Under Armour, you know, big up and comer. They were on fire a couple years ago, uh, and you know they've got Jordan Spieth, they got Seth Curry. They, you know, they're they're trying to make their mark, so they're buying their way into the you know, endorsement game. And they gave UCLA like the, the biggest contract there was, you know, UCLA is a big name school, you know, LA, the whole thing. Well, they're, they're, they're backing out of that contract. Now UCLA is trying to resist it. They're going to, you know, file in court or whatever. But uh, Under Armour pretty much said, you know, Hey, we're out, you know, now they're, they're blaming and everybody's using the whole, you know, COVID deal, which is a, a good excuse, but hey, we're not getting any value. We, we, we're sponsoring all your programs and we're not, we don't, we, there isn't any programs. There's nothing even on, uh, you know, getting played, nothing on TV and, and we're out. And that's a huge, huge deal. Now, I mean, these, these, this is a whole nother subject we're going to get into, but these college sports programs, I mean, they are going to get hammered, Tim. I mean, I mean, are, are you are you con- as concerned as I am about what, what their future is? Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I so the, this conversation with contracts and everything, it is so over my head. I mean, I can look at the information and see that USGA and Fox Sports signed a 12 year deal worth one billion dollars. And I can have an instinct and say, wow, that's huge for a, for USGA broadcasted events. And then I can go to situate and then I can go look up the CBS and NBC deal and to make a comparison, Hank, CBS, NBC, this is earlier in 2020 in March, when they renewed their PGA Tour golf for nine more years, it was a $700 million deal instead of $1 billion. And that's for PGA Tour events. That's not just for USGA events. Now, you have to take into consideration that it's 12 years versus nine for yeah. this CBS and NBC. But you also have to take into consideration that you get more events Right, yeah, with the PGA yeah. Well, you, you get and you get good events. They're not as good as the U.S. Open, technically, in, in terms of the ratings, uh, but but they're going to be certainly a, a way way better on the back end of those events because after you get past the U.S. Open and the the uh, women's U.S. Open and then maybe the senior Open, there's nothing. There's nothing in terms of ratings. Nobody's going to watch that stuff. Background TV at best. 
I mean, but my, the point is, is, is you have these contracts and then all of a sudden they, they don't mean anything. So Fox obviously wanted to get out and they, 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 you know, NBC, who came in second in the bidding, supposedly the, the last time go around, they're waiting there. Now, NBC, in the meantime, because they got booted out of the U.S. Open, which a lot of people, you know, thought that was bad. I mean, the the best two are clearly uh, CBS with uh, Lance Burrow in charge at CBS in terms of the golf telecast. And, of course, they've got, uh, you know, Jim Nance. And 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 then you've got NBC, and you got NBC with Dan Hicks, and, and you know you, you you got you just got two, you know they got Azinger now, but I mean you got you got two big big uh, players there. Tommy Roy is the producer for NBC, and he's considered to be the best. Lance Burrow's retiring, so you're really down to you're really down to NBC. CBS has taken a big hit this year when they got uh, you know rid of uh, Costas and McCord, and they've changed their lineup, and they got a bunch of people that uh, you know they, they got a few guys that all sound the same, and they got all foreigners and and uh, all gushers. Uh, nobody will give you an opinion. Everything is great. This second clip comes from Wednesday's podcast. So Dustin Johnson got his 21st win last weekend at the Travelers Championship. And questions about his career and his legacy came into play. With one major and 21 wins, how can you judge, how should you judge Dustin Johnson's career? Hank did that, and you can go to Wednesday's podcast and hear that entire episode doesn't get visibly ruffled. I like his approach to playing the game. I interviewed him one time when I was on uh, Sirius XM and I, I enjoyed that. He's just a, he's a really good guy. And one of the things I got a kick out of is, you know, I always talk about how you have to eliminate three putts. And we were talking about putting philosophy and, and uh, D- Dustin had improved his, his putting a lot. And one of the things he said is that he always concentrates on his speed, which is what I always tell people to do. And he likes to get that lag putt close because he said, I don't like to have stress. I don't like the extra stress of having to make that that uh, three or four foot putt. Well, to win at the Travelers, he finished like fourth in putting, which is pretty darn good, especially for somebody uh, who for the year ranks 79th in, in putting uh, strokes gained on the tour. That's pretty darn good, fourth. But he made a, a, a big putt on uh, – well, I mean, he made putts on 13. Uh, he made a putt on on uh, 14, I think 15. I mean, he made that, you know, he had a great uh, a two putt on um, on 16 or 17 it was. And, you know, he had to make a three and a half footer there. And then he lagged it up real close on 18. But uh, I thought that was that was interesting when he said, I don't like stress on those short putts. That's one of the things. If you're going to win tournaments, you have to be able to lag putt. And he's he's pretty darn darn good at that. Now his putting's been a little suspect this year. Matter of fact, this whole game's been a little suspect this year. Now last week was better. Top ten in greens and regulate or in uh, greens regulation, strokes gained, TD green, putting, all those top ten, and and it moved his statistics into a better place. But so far for the year, uh, strokes gained, TD to green, twenty uh, sixth, approach shot to the green, thirty eighth, off the tee, thirteenth. Putting 79th, around the green 172nd. And this is a key statistic right here, especially when you're as long as Dustin Johnson's. From 50 to 125 yards, 196th on the tour. 
21.7 feet. Now that's, a, you know, you can move up a lot with just a couple feet, but remember that when, when you're hitting it as long as, as Dustin Johnson is, you're going to have a lot of wedges and they're your scoring clubs. And this is the club that people were talking about like two or three years ago. Now, when you hear announcers talk on, on TV and I'm always, you know, ragging on these guys, but you hear them talk. I mean, a lot of times they talk in, in, uh, you know, past tense when they when it's we're talking about the present time because things change, and they 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 really do. Uh, you look at Dustin Johnson's wedge play, fifty to one hundred twenty-five yards. Well, homie, I'll take you through it. Uh, two thousand sixteen, he was fourth. Two thousand seventeen, he was seventh. Two thousand eighteen, he was fifteenth. And uh, two thousand nineteen, he slipped. 106th wasn't really as good. And then 2020, he's 196th. That's not very good. That, you know, that, now, you know, when he was going good with the wedges, everybody blamed it on the fact that, it, you know, he'd been practicing with his track man. They get out on the driving range, they hit with the track man. The track man tells them exactly how far they hit it, and it helps the players dial in the distances. Well, I'm thinking to myself, okay. Uh, that makes sense because it sounds sounds good. It's a good story. Uh, fourth, seventh, fifteenth, three years in a row, fifty to one hundred twenty-five yards, pretty good. Got to figure it figured out. Get out there, practice with the track man. Now I'm trying to figure out what happened in the last couple of years. One hundred sixth, one hundred ninety-sixth this year. Is his track man broke? Uh, did he? Has he? Is he not practicing with the track man? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if he, if if it's the track man and you got it figured out. You know, he can he can read his statistics and says 196 from 50 to 125 yards. Now, what's changed? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not watching him every day. I'm not there every day. I don't know what's changed. I know, he, you know he's, he's changed. He did have his, his coaching situations changed. He had a whole, you know, a bunch of coaches. Now, his college golf coach is uh, Alan uh, Terrell. And, and he's a, he, is a, he is a very good coach, uh, an excellent coach. Uh, and a really good guy and, and a huge, huge, you know, uh, supporter, huge, huge guy in, in Dustin's, uh, uh, camp. And, and is, you know, he really is, uh, just a, a really good guy. So he, he's kind of been the one that's, that's looked over him and deciphered him. And he's worked with, uh, George Gankis and he's worked with, uh, and obviously worked with Butch Harmon. Now, Butch Harmon's kind of out of the picture now. And these other two guys, I think, are in the picture. But, but anyway, I, I don't know what the story is. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, trying to, you know, blame it. I just, I just, anybody, but I'm just looking, I'm thinking, okay, this is the stats. This is what it says. Not very good. 196 with wedge plays, not very good. Uh, that's not a, not a good stat. Now, let's look at his other ones. Uh, putting, you know, uh, 79th this year, 74th last year, 25th the year before. 2018 was a good year. He had really good good stats. Uh, 96th in 2017, 37th, 2016, 71st in 2015. So that's just pretty much right where he is. He's going to have some really good putting uh, tournaments. He's going to have some not-so-good putting tournaments. He putts conservatively, tries not to three-putt. Uh, last year, he was top 10 in putting for the first half of the year, and then he ended up being 74. So he putted terrible the rest of the year after a great start. 
and he putted, putted horrible the second half of the year, and it's continued this year until last week. And last week, he, he putted really good, finished top 10 in, in, in putting. So his putting's, you know, it, it's just kind of there. He tries different putters. He just one of Travelers using a third different putter in three weeks. And, you know, he's going to putt good sometimes and not good sometimes, and he doesn't have to putt great to win. He just, you know, but if he does have a good putting week, he's, he's probably going to win because he's been very consistent with his ball striking. You look at his strokes gained tee to green. Uh, 2019, he was eighth. 2018, he was first. 2017, first. 2016, third. Uh, 2015, ninth. This year, 26th. Every one of his statistics has trended up. Every one. His approach shot to the green, he's 38th. Uh, 2018, he was fifth. 2017, he was seventh. You know, I mean, uh, 2016, 31st, 2015, 16th. I mean, off the tee this this year, 13th. Now, that's not bad. That's actually very good. But, uh, you know, he was fourth last year. First the year before, first the year before, second the year before, second the year before. Well, I mean, you know, 13th, he could he could be right back up to, to second. But, but so far this year, you know, and they haven't played a lot of tournaments, granted, seven tournaments. But he's not he's not the driver of the golf ball he was last year. Now, he did hit a ball out of bounds, remember, at uh, Travelers on 13. Now, and he hit a wild one on, uh, on, on 15, too. And just, just missed going in the, in the, in the water there. And so he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't played as well. It's his short game, not quite. You know, last year made a big improvement, 38th. Year before, 33rd. Year before, 58th. Year before, 75th. Okay, this year, 172nd. Strokes gained around the green. But you look at, 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 at Dustin's statistics and, you know, you look and you say, okay, he is not as good this year. That's just the, the facts. Now, that's probably why he hadn't won up until till last week. But you can also look and you can say one of two things. One, that's going to snap him out of it. He's statistically very, very consistent player over his career. And if he's not great at the beginning of the year, the first seven tournaments, he's probably going to be great the next seven tournaments. And his statistics are going to level out or get better. And what, what's going to happen is, is at the end of the year, he's going to be top 10 in strokes gained tee to green because he is every single year. And if, if that's the, the, the theory you have, uh, and, and I, you know, I might be in the, in the camp with you, then you look and you say Dustin Johnson's going to play pretty darn good the, the the rest of the year because he just kind of you know found a little something. And of course, he said he's been working hard. But you could also look at it and you can say, you know what, he just he hasn't been as good this year. And did that you know he got the one win, so he's, he kept his streak alive. Thirteen years in a row winning a, a, a tour event, and thirteen years first thirteen years on the tour, it's quite a feat. But you think you know. You look at this, his wedge play, his around the green play, his putting, not as quite as good with the driving, tee to green, not nearly as good, approach shots not as good. You know what? He's not the player this year that he was was last year. Well, could be. You know, he came off the knee injury. You got to cut him some slack. Came off the knee injury, had knee surgery, maybe a little slow getting back. I would probably, if I was a vet man, I would probably say what you're going to see the last half of the year is, is a, a lot better play out of him because that's just what he is. He's just a great player. You're going to see a lot better play, and these statistics are going to get back to work their way back closer to where he typically is, and he's probably uh, going to have a, a, a pretty good rest of the year. I don't know if it'll be great. 
I, you know, I, you know, great. Usually they get it going and kind of keep it going, but, uh, they don't, don't, uh, don't sleep on, on Dustin Johnson the, the rest of the year. And no matter what, he's a hall of famer. That's a, that's an absolute dead guaranteed lock. You can take that one to the bank. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. It's the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week, and this clip comes from Thursday's episode. Hank and I, we made our bets, our predictions, and our preview for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. You can go to Thursday's podcast and hear that entire episode. 
most of these guys are not testing positive at the tournaments. They're testing positive like uh, before they get on the plane or whatever. Yes, the latest one to test positive for the coronavirus on the PGA Tour is Chad Campbell. Um, yep. So he oh. had to withdraw from the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He's 46 years old. And um, and then there were a few players on the on the Corn Ferry Tour as well. And then others to join others to join Campbell that tested positive were Harris English. Oh and yeah, I remember Dylan yeah, Fratelli yeah. as well. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's a few of them that it's happening to. I mean, it's going around. Jeez, I mean, it's uh, I you know I've got a, a friend of mine's got it, uh, and I, I hadn't been around him. So I mean, I think I'm good. But a friend of mine's got it, and is you know he's been sick for two weeks, but he's getting a little better now. The last couple of days, I guess he's getting a little better. My man uh, Corey, and um, he's uh, he's he's getting a he's he's feeling feeling a little bit better. Charlie Ryman just recovered from it as well, Hank. Charlie, oh, yeah, love Charlie, love Charlie Ryman. The yeah, well, so I mean, it's it's not good, but it, but my my friend said he's been sicker, but he hadn't had anything linger like this as as long. But uh, he's he's. Uh, He's he's feeling better, starting to feel better. His wife has tested negative two times, but they they keep calling her and saying that even though you tested negative, it must have been a false reading or you didn't have enough of the virus in you at the time to test positive. But there's no way you're living in that same house with your husband and not positive. So you need to shelter in place and quarantine uh, for for 10 days. She's already done it seven days, so she's got like three days to go. But um Anyway, that and and that uh, the the uh, wife happens to be uh, Suzanne's best friend. So Suzanne's like, you know, last night she was like, "I think I got coronavirus." I'm like, "You don't have coronavirus." She's like, "No, I think I got coronavirus." I mean, she's a little, she's got a little paranoid in her, but uh, you know, kind of talk herself into it a little bit. I'm trying to talk her out. I'm, I'm one of these guys. I think I, I always think I'm going to be okay. Uh, I'm not going to get it, and I hardly, I, I just, I don't really get sick. So I mean, I don't, I don't get any of this stuff. But you know, you never know. Knock on wood. Uh, but it's it's uh, it's definitely going around, and I mean, there's just so many people that have it that don't even know they have it, like these golfers that are on there. But they, they you know they didn't even like none of these guys are really sick, are they? No, not yeah. Most of them don't have real symptoms. No, yeah, they're just testing. They're just testing positive. They say there's like ten or twenty times more people uh, have uh, have it than have tested uh, positive because just because you know they they have no reason to test because they they don't have any symptoms. But anyway, so the the field, what's the field like at Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, not a good field this week, Hank. So the last three weeks we've had a pretty good field on the PGA Tour. Last week, some of the top players like Brooks Kepka withdrew. Um, Webb Simpson withdrew because of a family member was thought or was or thought they had coronavirus. They tested negative now. So this week we've got Bryson DeChambeau, number 11 in the world, Webb Simpson, number five in the world, and Patrick Reed. He is number seven in the world. And that is it for the mm. top 20. Oh, wow. That's not good. See, it's all about the date on the PGA Tour. It is. And, and I mean, you can have these tournaments that are like new tournaments because they played, they played this one two years in a row. But it, 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 these players, they're, I can just tell you, they're figuring out their schedule. They're figuring out where they want to play. They're figuring out where it fits in their schedule to get ready for the big tournaments, for the majors or whatever. And there isn't anybody that's sitting there thinking, you know what? 
This is a new tournament. Uh, I'd kind of like to go support this tournament. It just doesn't happen. Don't don't kid yourself. It just doesn't happen. Ten tournaments to go on the, on the on the PGA Tour. And here's the thing: they're playing back to back at Muirfield, and Muirfield's voted, you know, always like one of the best courses on tour. It's usually Riviera and Muirfield are, are two of the courses that the, the pros like the best. So they're playing back-to-back at Muirfield where they got the Workday uh, deal at Muirfield, and then they got the Memorial and Nicholas's tournament. And I'm sure a lot of guys are going to play both weeks. And here's the problem. If you played at the Travelers, uh, you know, and you played a Rocket Mortgage, and now you got the, the um Memorial and Workday, you got four weeks in a row. And these guys don't like to really play four weeks in a row. And so you got to take somewhere off. So it's just kind of weird, falls on the schedule, and the Rocket Rocket uh, Mortgage uh, gets kind of the, the, you know, a little bit of a, of a bad date, not so good of a field. No fans, but it'll be on TV. And the ratings have actually been pretty good the last couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with, with, with no field. May, you know, will it make a difference? Will it not make a difference? I don't know. I'm not sure if it really does. Unless Tiger's playing, then it makes a big difference. But other than that, not, not really. Uh, so you got, you got the big names playing. Yeah. We got a couple matchups to, to talk about. Um, Couple guys that need to get going, like uh, Ricky Fowler. I know he's one of your one of your matchups. Who do you got him against? Yeah, so I got Ricky Fowler. He's going to going up against Sung J M. So that matchup is Fowler's number thirty one in the world, and he's even. And Sung J M. He's minus one thirty, so he's favored in this matchup. And Sung J slice bread. He is twentieth in the world. So Fowler so far um, on the PGA Tour's return, he's miscut, miscut. And he played here last year. The only time this tournament's ran is 2019. And Nate Lashley won at 25 under par. And Ricky Fowler finished tied for 46. Sung J.M. in the three events since the PGA Tour's return. Tied for 10th, missed cut, and tied for 58th. In 2019 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, he was tied for 21st. So Sung J.M. minus 130 versus Ricky Fowler. Soon to be off the PGA Tour in five years, he is even. <laughs> He's not going to be off the PGA Tour in five. Where did you come up with that? I mean, he is absolutely terrible, Hank. What do you mean? He is just playing awful. I mean, here's a statistic that Justin Ray pulled up on Twitter. So Ricky Fowler is 31st in the world golf rankings this week. It's the first time he's entered a tournament ranked outside the top 30 since the 2014 U.S. Open at Pinehurst. So, I mean, he is falling off dramatically. It is awful for Fowler. <laughs> He's a very, very, very talented player. He is not playing well. There's no doubt about that. Now, this new coach, you know, he's, he's got a new coach. That hasn't worked out so good. He, listen, when you're with Butch Harmon and you go anywhere else, uh, I think you should pretty much anticipate you're going to take a step backwards. Just the way it goes. Now, Butch is, you know, not coaching as much, not on the tours. I don't know if anybody's out there now, but, uh, you know, so maybe Fowler felt like he needed to, to get a different look, a different something. But, and I know he's, he's got a, a, a good coach. I mean, I'm not, you know, not saying he doesn't. Um, but here's the thing. It takes time. It takes time to learn a new approach, to get your chemistry together, get everything going. And clearly, he's not playing good. Now, some of the stuff I don't understand. I don't understand how he's 130th strokes gained around the green. That just doesn't make any sense to me. 
you know, you can't, I can't blame that on the new swing coach. Uh, 100th off the tee, not good. 70th approach shots to the green, not good. 79th strokes gained tee to green, not good. Uh, putting 64th, not good, considering he's one of the best putters on the tour. We'll hear that every time they show him, but 64th is not one of the best putters on the tour. You know, will he turn it around? Is this the week he turns it around? Um, you know, I mean, it, it, listen, I don't think anybody was going to touch Dustin Johnson last week, and he goes and wins the tournament because he was not going good, and he goes and wins the tournament. So now this week, you think, miscut, miscut. I mean, how do you take Ricky Fowler? I mean, I don't think you do. You got to take you got to take Sun J M, but you know Ricky Fowler is is a capable player. Now he he went home for what, what did he just took off the travelers or you know and then he he's I, I'm sure he went home to practice or he went to work with his coach. That was all when I was coaching. the The nervous days I had was when a player had gone miscut, miscut. Okay, take a week off. We're going to work. And now you got a big day coming up on Thursday for Ricky Fowler. A big day. Because you have to shoot low on the PGA Tour. I mean, what, what won here last year? 25 under. <laughs> okay. You got 25 under one here last year. I mean, you got to go low. Forget about it. But, I mean, if 25 under wins, then, you know, four or five under is the cut. Well, you, you can't go out there and shoot. You know, even par the first day. I mean, you just can't. I mean, you got and you've missed two cuts in a row. He's got a lot of pressure on him, and the coach has a lot of pressure on him on that Thursday round. That's just the facts. I mean, I've been there many a time. That's that's just the the, the way it is. We'll see. But I mean, if I'm betting, I gotta I, until he shows me something, I gotta go the other way. I, I, I gotta go Sun JM for sure. Okay, matchup yeah. number two. We got Bryson DeChambeau, number eleven in the world, versus Webb Simpson, number five in the world. DeChambeau minus 140. He's favored over Simpson, who's plus 110. DeChambeau in his three events, tied for third, tied for eighth, tied for sixth. He did not play in the Rocket Mortgage Classic last year, and neither did Simpson. Simpson, he took off last week, but in his he, he played the first two. Miscut at Colonial and then won the RBC Heritage. Here's some statistics on Bryson DeChambeau that you are going to love, Hank. So... In the last three weeks since the PGA Tours returned, Bryson DeChambeau scored a par 46 under, ranked first. Greens in regulation, 78.7%, ranked first. Strokes gained off the tee, 1.15, ranked first. Yeah. Drives over 300 yards, 90, ranked first. So four categories Bryson DeChambeau is ranked first in since the PGA Tour has returned. DeChambeau minus one forty versus Webb Simpson plus one ten. Now you, you got to go DeChambeau until he sh- he shows you something otherwise. I mean, he'll cool off somewhere, but he's long. Yeah, he, he hadn't shown any cooling off yet. And now Webb Simpson coming off a win. You know, that, it, it's a it, it's a, a big win. I mean, I'm not you know not saying it's not, but it when they win on unique courses like. Uh, uh, heritage or, you know, you know, I mean, that's probably the, one of the most unique ones on the tour because it's just short and little greens and, it, you know, not a lot of drivers off the tee and, and you know, and, and yet DeChambeau still was in the game there. You know, but but when you win on courses like that, I, I don't think it's it's as much of a predictor 
uh, of you know what's to come on a you know a, a different course. Like I don't think you know winning at Heritage makes you like super super confident going to Memorial. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really know the Detroit Golf Club that well. I know it's a Donald Ross course. I love Donald Ross courses. I'm just, I just know that you know hitting three hundred and thirty yards works anywhere if you can find your ball, and that's what uh, DeChambeau is doing. He he's he's clearly. And it's, you know, it's not, I mean, Simpson's right there with him. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's clear that DeChambeau is the most improved player on the PJ Tour. There's no doubt about that. For sure. Case of his consistency. For sure. Now, you know, Simpson has won, you know, twice this year. So that's pretty, that's pretty impressive too. But yeah. uh, DeChambeau hadn't won. But, but so there you go. You know, one, and, you know he, he's, he's, he's hungry for that win. But, you know, pleased with his consistency, I'm sure. But I'll, I'll go, I'll go DeChambeau. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed with what he's doing. Let's take a quick pause and hear from our sponsors. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. 
With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This final clip comes from Friday's episode. Hank analyzed after three tournaments, the PGA Tour second season, sort of, after coronavirus, who should and who should not feel good about their games. You can go to Friday's podcast and hear this entire episode. And then I thought about another player, and I thought, you know what, I bet he feels pretty good about his game, but he probably shouldn't feel as quite as good as he does about his game. So I've got three categories there. Uh, players that I think probably feel really good about their games, uh, players who don't feel really good about their games, and then players who feel good about their games but shouldn't necessarily feel good about their games. Now, with 10 tournaments to go, uh, this week's a rocket mortgage, not a good field. you got three players playing there in the, I think, top 20, Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Patrick Reed, well, it's three top 10 players, but uh, you don't have anybody else in the, the top 20 that's playing. So it's kind of a, a little bit weaker field. And a lot of guys are, are taking the week off because we've got back-to-back tournaments coming up at Memorial. And, of course, the first one is the Workday tournament. And then the second one will be Jack Nicholas's Memorial tournament, which will be the first tournament with fans back at it. And that'll be the tournament that'll have the, the the big field, the great field, and it'll include Tiger Woods. We we pretty much know that uh, because he's not he's not going to miss playing at Memorial, and he needs to get going and get something going before the PGA, which is coming upon us uh, August sixth through ninth. So Tiger will be back for the Memorial. So, so anyway, how does everybody feel about about their games? Now, let me start off with uh, players who feel really good about their games, but um, maybe shouldn't necessarily. And that group, I would say, uh, is probably headed by, well, the number one player in the world, uh, Rory, Rory McIlroy. All right, so let's start off with Rory McIlroy. Rory has played in nine events. Uh, he's had six top five finishes. Got one win, the World Golf Championship, uh, HSBC Champions Tournament in China. Now, that was all the way back to last November because, of course, we got the wraparound season. And it feels like we've had three seasons. We had the wraparound season. Then we got the pre-coronavirus season, but after the first of the year. And then we've got the post-coronavirus season, which we're into right now, where we started back with the Charles Schwab Challenge and the RBC Heritage and the Travelers. So the last three events, Rory McIlroy has finished tied for 32nd, tied for 41st, and, and tied for 11th, and that's not up to his standards. Now, he said that when he you know, finished the Travelers, was going to take his uh, week or two off, who knows how, whether he'll come back for the first tournament memorial or the, the memorial, uh, first term at Muirfield, I should say. They're playing there with two weeks in a row. A lot of players' favorite course on the tour, so I would think they're going to have good fields for both of those two tournaments. Certainly better than they're having this week at the, the Rocket Mortgage. But Rory said he was frustrated. He hadn't been in contention. Had you know, It wasn't a lot of fun teeing off on Sunday in the middle of the pack. 
And that, and that's true. I mean, for better players, you're playing to win. You're playing for Sunday. You know, there's not a lot of, of you know, uh, enthusiasm from the crowds out there because there isn't any crowds. So maybe, you know, in the in the past, let's say you weren't playing that great. Well, if you're Roy McIlroy, you know that, okay, worst case scenario, you're going to have a, a nice gallery on Sunday and you'll hear some cheers and some way to goes and this and that. When you're teeing off on the PGA Tour with no fans and you're out of contention, there's not a lot to get the juices flowing there. I mean, matter of fact, there's nothing to get the juices flowing. I mean, you, you know, you're maybe grinding it out. Let me see if I can get in the top 10. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that's that's about it. So Rory's probably needs this break, wants this break, and, you know, he'll probably come back and play better when he comes back. Now, I've pointed this out a couple times. The top players kind of all play the same game. Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, I mean, uh, you know, Justin Thomas. I mean, these, you know, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, these guys all bomb the ball. I mean, they hit it forever. John Rahm, I mean, they all play the same game. And uh, in fairness, the – the Colonial Invitational or the Charles Schwab Challenge, the Heritage. I mean, these are two golf courses that are not really for those players. I mean, they're just they're just not they're not bombers golf golf courses. And you know, the Travelers was, but of course, Roy didn't didn't play play good there either. And but but it didn't set up for a good start for the top players. It just it just didn't out. DeChambeau's done good, but although he hasn't won, uh, Rom hasn't hasn't been good, and and he's another one on my list. Uh, Justin Thomas has been okay, uh, but and Dustin Johnson was struggling, and then he got the win. But but it, it just you know it it hasn't set up great for those guys. In in fairness. But I'm sure Rory feels good about his game because he always feels good about his game, and he knows how talented he is. And you look at his statistics, he's second strokes gained tee to green. He's 16th around the green. He's 18th in his approach shots to the green, and he's fourth off the tee. Now, those are statistics. Well, if you look at it, that you know that's a statistical analysis right there that would say, you know what, that's a formula to be number one in, in, in the world. Now, you're not going to be a dominant number one in the world, though, unless you win. And you're not going to win with this statistic. He's 110th in strokes gained putting. That is not going to get it done. Now, you don't have to be a dominant number one to be number one now because Tiger Woods isn't in his prime. But if he was, uh, you'd be way, 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 way behind Tiger Woods if you're sitting at number one on the world golf rankings and your point average is 9.04, which is what Roy McIlroy says. Tiger, you know, back in the day was at 18, 19, 20. I think at one time he was 22, you know, just dwarfed where, where, where these players are, are now. I mean, this is, you know, they, they've got Phil Mickelson numbers when Phil was number two and could never make it to number one. So you really don't have a really dominant number one player. You're not going to get it unless you unless you win. And Rory's won one time this year. Now they've only played nine events. I get it, but 110th in putting that is is a problem. You look at Rory's putting last year. He was 24th, and you could look at that and you say, okay, he's figured it out. You know, he's got it. He's got it figured out. Uh, he read some books. 
He got Brad Fax and the Putting Whisperer to help him. Uh, you know, got a better attitude about it, practiced more, and he was 24th. Okay. The problem is, is last year you got to back up because if you don't, it looks like an aberration. And Rory has had one other one of those throughout his career. He had, he, in 2014, he finished 41st in putting. But when you look at all his other years, in 2018, he was 97th. In 2017, he was 159th. In 2016, he was 139th. 2015, he didn't have enough rounds to, to qualify for the statistics, but, but it wasn't spectacular, right around in that same range. So pretty much every year except for two, uh, Rory's been in this range that he's in in right now, which is 110th in putting. And like I said, you, you're not going to win a lot of tournaments if that's your 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 putting stat. You, you've got you've got to be better than that. I mean, you just you just do. And so far this year, the ball striking has been there, but the putting has not. And you know, we'll see if 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 that improves. Now, you know, you can you can. Think about all these majors that are coming up. And you know Rory's a great player and a great ball striker and a great champion. And he's looking for the career Grand Slam at Augusta when it comes up in November. But the problem is, is you're not going to win major championships in all likelihood unless you putt. And you're going to have to putt better than 110th on the PGA Tour if you're, if you're Rory McIlroy. So for that reason, I would look at his statistics and I'd say, you know, and I'm sure he feels great about his game but I don't know if I'd feel that great about his game. All right. The next one on the list is John Rahm. Uh, you know, he's second on the tour or second in the world golf rankings. I mean, that's a, a lofty, lofty number. Uh, but the last three tournaments, he's gone miscut at Colonial, Tied for 33rd at Heritage, tied for 37th at Travelers. Now, like I said, not the best courses courses for him. Played in eight events, only missed one cut, had four top 10 finishes. But his last top 10 was was all the way back to February at the uh, World Golf Championship in, in Mexico. You know, he's he's his statistics are good. I mean, at T to green, 16th off the T6. Approach shot to the green, 87th around the green. 51st and putting 20th. I mean, they're good, but that's not, you know, he, you don't look at those statistics and, and you don't say, you know what, uh, you know, he's, he's getting ready to be number one. You just, there's nothing there that's, that's, that's saying that. It just, uh, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just not those kind of numbers. All right. Another player who probably feels pretty good about their game, but, um, you know, I don't think shouldn't necessarily feel great about it. It would be uh, Justin Rose. He's got eight events. He's had four miscut. Now, why does he feel good? Because he finished third at Colonial. That's his one top ten of the year, and he, you know, didn't play good at the at the Travelers. His statistics are not good. Now, he, you know, he was pumped up after Colonial. The uh, Charles Schwab challenge and felt like he had things figured out. He's working on his own with his golf swing and so on and so forth. But you look at his statistics: seventy-first off the tee, tee to green, forty-sixth, uh, around the green, forty-fourth, approach shot to the green, eighty-sixth, 
If you compare that, and, and this is the big one, is putting, 156th in strokes gained putting. Another, another player who putted really good for a couple years, 2018, putted very good, 21st. Uh, and, you know, and then you get back to to the fact that you look at it and you say, hey, is that an aberration or is that, you know, the new him? Well, uh, 2018, 21st in putting, 2020, 156th in putting. Where Justin Rosen's always been good is ball striking. But you look at the comparison between his his statistics, uh, fourth tee to green in 2018, 46 this year. Uh, sixth around the green in 2018, 44th this year. 17th in his approach shots to the green in 2018, 86th this year. Uh, 16th off the tee in 2018, 71st off the tee this year. I wouldn't feel good if I was him. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Sunday Best of Edition, hosted by me, Minnesota Tim Parashka. Check out VoodooPainRelief.com for a free two-week supply to take care of your aches and your pains. Send in your golf swings to golf schools with an S at HankHaney.com. And go to HaneyUniversity.com, where Hank is offering so many great devices like a push cart and a pull cart, whatever you want to call it, and a range finder. Thank you for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. We appreciate you making the podcast a part of your day, and we will analyze the Rocket Mortgage Classic tomorrow. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.